Welcome to The Deep Dive, a weekly podcast that takes a deeper look into the happenings at the Walrus. I'm Sheena Rossiter. And I'm Angela Mistry. On this week's episode... When all of this started, I noticed a lot of talk online about which fashion items were sort of expected to disappear as a result of the pandemic. And among those was the bra. (laughs) And when I started looking into it, though, I realized that the bra wasn't going anywhere, just like how we wear it was changing. This week, we're talking all about bras. Love them or hate them. People have opinions. During this pandemic, there's been a shifting trend that shows old forms of bras are going bust. So is this just a fashion blip or a sign of something bustier? Sorry, I couldn't help myself. (laughs) Well, Angela, when we posted Nicole Schmidt's story, Underwire, Under Fire, how the pandemic changed the bra on our website, our Twitter feed just lit up. Quite frankly, quite a few people, no matter what their cup size was, well, they've ditched their typical underwire bras for something more comfortable, or they aren't even wearing bras at all anymore. This week, we'll hear from Nicole Schmidt, the writer behind the story. She's an associate editor here at The Walrus. And then later, illustrator Kate Trainer will talk about the illustration she created for the story. This is part of our latest digital series at The Walrus, Hope You're Well, which delves into everything about wellness. Now let's check out your conversation with Nicole Schmidt. So, Nicole, bras. What sort of discomfort kind of piqued your interest to write a 1,600-word or long-form article about this? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess I hadn't thought as much about bras until I really got into this article. But I myself used to have a drawer filled with push-up bras in like every color you can imagine. And I've spent a lot of time thinking about why that was the case. And I mean, maybe this is too much info for a podcast, but I have a, I have a smaller chest. So I honestly think that I was wearing this style of bra because I thought or wanted to like look a certain way in clothing. I just reached a point where I got really tired of that. And I mean, I feel like you'd be hard pressed to find a woman who will tell you that a bra is comfortable, that they like really enjoy wearing one. I got rid of all of those. And these days I either just like don't wear a bra or I wear a bralette. And I mean, the pandemic, I think, got us all thinking about fashion and the types of clothes that we wear And when all of this started, I noticed a lot of talk online about which fashion items were sort of expected to disappear as a result of the pandemic. And among those was the bra. (laughs) And when I started looking into it, though, I realized that the bra wasn't going anywhere, just like how we wear it was changing. I mean, this is really funny because I did see a meme online and it was of a renaissance painting or during that period of time and it's a topless woman who's just kind of chilling out and the meme jokingly reads now that i've lived during a plague i understand why most renaissance paintings are of chubby women laying around without a bra have you seen it by chance i have not but obviously i'm gonna go look it up immediately after this conversation (laughs) how have women's undergarments sort of transformed and evolved over time, especially when we go through transformative periods in history like a pandemic? I mean, the history of the bra is long and complex and very interesting, but I guess I will try to give you the sort of Sparknotes version, if you will. The earliest iteration of the bra actually goes all the way back to ancient Greece. 
these old wall paintings that historians discovered that show female athletes wearing what essentially looks like a, a bandeau. It's like a piece of cloth strapped around them and safety pinned in the back. And when we fast forward into the Middle Ages, that is, of course, when you have the corset craze, which was really designed to help women achieve this like hourglass figure. And the corset stuck around for many years, about 400 years to be exact. And a fact that I, re I really love is that during the First World War, in an attempt to save metal for the war effort, women were actually asked to stop buying them. And one stat that I came across actually says that women uh, stopping wearing corsets actually saved approximately 28,000 pounds of steel, which is enough to build two battleships. It's wild. But the other thing that was sort of happening in tandem with that is that during the war, a lot more women were going into the workforce. They're starting to work in factories. All the day long, the rain or shine, she's a part of the assembly line. And like, I personally have never tried to do manual labor in a corset, but I can imagine that it is not an easy task. So obviously women needed something that was easier for them to move around in, that suited their needs a little bit better. And that's when we saw this pivot towards what we think of as the modern bra. And there have been some really funny iterations of it through the years. I mean, you had like the bullet bra in the 40s and 50s, which had this cone shape. If you look at old photos of Marilyn Monroe and like the pinup women of the era, when I was researching for the story, I have a book of bra history and I came across an ad from the 50s for an inflatable bra, which actually came with a straw to help you blow it up. Like, you know, like the life jacket that you get under your seat on an airplane. And then in the 70s, that's when you had the launch of the Wonder Bra. Wonderful Wonder Bra. To be free and alive everywhere that you go push-up era that stuck around and led to these Victoria's Secret styles that I guess we've seen over the past two decades. And I mean, the moment that we're in now <laughs> is sort of the bralette, sports bra style that pivots away from push-ups. So yes, that is my very brief history of the bra. Obviously, a lot of things have changed during the pandemic, and this is certainly one of them. And we have seen like a huge emergence of new companies, especially for women offering more bras and stuff like that. So what have you heard from other people about their bras or their braless experience during the pandemic? One of my favorite internet trends that happened during the pandemic was last January. There was this TikTok challenge going around with people like cutting apart their old padded bras and turning them into these really cute lazy bralettes. And I feel like that in a lot of ways is really symbolic for the moment that we're in and this sort of transition that we're going through. But I think the biggest thing, again, like I ditched the bra pre-pandemic, but for a lot of women who are spending more time at home, I really think it was an opportunity to maybe try something that they might not have felt comfortable wearing before. Because the thing with the bralette, of course, is that it really embraces like your natural shape. And there are 
pressures to look a certain way or present a certain way when you're in a workplace, especially. I really do think that in a lot of ways, the pandemic sort of amplified this trend that we had already been seeing before we were all stuck at home. But yeah, it was just sort of the final push that a lot of people maybe needed to give it a try. So kind of similar to the cosmetics industry, clothing companies are starting to explode online through targeted marketing and through social media influencers. What are some of the companies that have really popped up during this time and during this moment, namely during the pandemic, that have relied more on kind of the social media marketing and also this this shift in attitudes where companies like Victoria's Secret may not be as popular? The thing that I find interesting about Victoria's Secret specifically is like they retired their angels last year. Of course, these like very slim toned women with big, big boobs, they deemed them not culturally relevant, which I find very interesting. But in terms of companies, I mean, I think the big one among Canadians is NYX. They have gotten really popular over the past couple of years. And I saw a stat actually that said they saw a 100% increase in sales between January 2021 and the year before, which is just wild. And they specialize completely in like wire-free, comfortable underwear. But I think there has been this trend happening in tandem with a lot of independent, smaller retailers as well. For the story, I spoke with Fortnite. They're a Toronto-based lingerie company and also Staysoft in Montreal, and both said that they saw increased interest at the start of the pandemic, especially. And I mean, while we're on the topic of the pandemic, I feel like a lot of us have sort of realized the importance of like helping smaller brands in our own communities. There are certain occasions that do call for that wire. There are certain situations where you do kind of need that little extra support, especially for women who are more top heavy. If there is a night out on the town, would they still want that magical push-up bra? I think what's particularly interesting about the moment that we're in now is that there's no dominant shape or silhouette. Like if you look at how the bra has evolved historically, the shape of the bra has always been to help people achieve a certain look or a certain shape. But now since we're embracing, you know, more of ourselves and there's such a growing tolerance and acceptance of like different body types, I I honestly think the best part about this moment is that it doesn't matter what you wear as long as you feel good at it, you know? So yeah, it's about options. Just like the fact that you don't have to wear underwire in a push-up if you don't want to. But if that is the thing that you put on and it makes you feel good and confident, then that is also great. And now here's my conversation with Kate Trainer about the illustration for this article. Nicole really went in to explain the evolution of the bra and how it's changed over the years and why. When you read through Nicole's piece while you were doing the initial mock-ups for the illustration, what kind of struck you in terms of inspiration? After reading Nicole's article, my initial thoughts were all the ways in which bras have caused so much pain over the years, from corsets to modern day more push-up wire bras. So I was really interested in figuring out like a way to visualize certain issues that we had with bras throughout the years, the dips into the shoulders, the underwire poking through, the way it misshapes and basically fights against women's natural body. 
being a woman yourself, could you kind of relate to the evolution of the bra and also the transformation that we've been experiencing during the pandemic? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've been wearing bralettes and wire-free bras for probably all of my adult life. So (laughs) I think I maybe did the transition a little bit sooner because I don't think I've ever worn a wired bra when going into like a corporate job, for example. And now working from home, like I can't imagine wearing anything else. So you're really on trend well before the pandemic here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, I've seen the mock-ups for the illustrations. And well, since this is a podcast, of course, can you just like describe what the original idea looked like? So I came up with about three or so concepts that I initially sketched up for this article. The first illustration, which is the one that we turned into the final illustration, is a row of women going from left to right, basically showing the evolution of bras throughout the generations. So we start at a corset, and then we move into the bullet bra, which was really popular in the 1950s. And then we move into maybe early 2000s, that Victoria's Secret push-up bra, all the way to today's more modern day, like commonly known, like Nick's brand bras, which they're more seamless and they kind of are just a little bit more supportive for most women. And then the second concept was a little bit more fun and playful. It was organic looking. It's basically a woman in the middle and it looks as though she's unzipping away the generations of bras past and kind of peeling away to like our now modern day woman. And then the last concept is a little bit more simplified. It's more of a one-on-one comparison of a woman wearing a wired bra and trying to basically undo the back of the bra. And then the other woman is just relaxed, comfortable wearing her bralette, not having to worry about the discomforts of the straps. Do you think the bralettes and the pandemic fashion with undergarments for women is kind of here to stay? Um, I don't know. That's a tough one to say for sure. I mean, I feel like most people have embraced it. I know there's some challenges with people feeling like they maybe aren't fully covered in certain like areas. Although most of us, if you're in a pandemic and you work remote, a lot of the times you don't have to worry about that. And now let's check out what Nicole Schmidt is listening to right now. So I have been very obsessed with this podcast called Spectacle Las Vegas. Anyone who knows me knows that I love reality television. And this 10 episode podcast takes a look at different reality TV shows over the years and how they've evolved historically from Survivor to The Bachelorette to Queer Eye to 90 Day Fiance. And it is absolutely delightful. And here's what Kate Trainer is reading right now. Right now, for my monthly book club, I'm reading Atomic Habits by James Clear. Basically, it's about creating new habits for a healthy everyday life and forming just a structure to live life more comfortably, more peacefully, and with purpose. That's my conversation with Nicole Schmidt, an associate editor at The Walrus. And then you heard me speaking with illustrator Kate Trainer. The editor for Nicole's story was Kareen Abusaif. Art direction for Kate's illustration was done by Selena Gallardo. You can read Nicole's story, Under Wire, Under Fire, 
how the pandemic changed the bra at thewalrus.ca right now. And check out other stories and podcast episodes that are part of the Hope You're Well digital series that's all about wellness. I'm Mihira Lakshman, and here's what we've been talking about this week at The Walrus. We've been closely watching the evolving situation in Ukraine as Russian forces continue their occupation of the country. Canada has the largest Ukrainian diaspora outside of Russia, and there have been numerous protests across our country against the conflict and in solidarity with Ukraine. That got us revisiting the photo essay by Christopher Bobbin, How to Train a Ukrainian Soldier, which visually captures Canadian troops training Ukrainian troops on modern military tactics. One high-profile Ukrainian-Canadian, Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland, has spoken out about Russian President Vladimir Putin's actions. Our website was full of searches for content on Russia and Ukraine and our Deputy Prime Minister, unearthing stories about Freeland, including Embedded with the 0.01% by John Lawrence, and Simon Lucen's profile piece, Christia Freeland Wants to Fix the 21st Century. And last week's viral story by Jennifer Robertson continues to blow up all our channels, website, podcast, and social media. If you haven't heard her talk with Sheena Rossiter, scroll back through past episodes of this podcast and hear her story. Her episode is called Confessions of a Bitcoin Widow, and it's not to be missed. As always, the links for all these articles can be found in the show notes for this episode. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of The Deep Dive. It was produced by Angela Mystery and me, Sheena Rossiter. I also edited this episode. Thanks so much to Nicole Schmidt and Kate Trainer for joining us this week. Music for this podcast is provided by Audio Jungle. Our theme song is this podcast theme by Implus Music. Additional music is Stay Cool by Loops Labs and podcast intro by Implus Music. You also heard Investigations and Umbrella Pants by Kevin McLeod, provided by Film Music. Additional sources for this episode were provided by Mars on Furs, Michael Levy, and Rosie the Riveter by the Four Vagabonds from Glamour Days on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to The Deep Dive from The Walrus on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you heard, please leave us a review and rating. It really does help people find the podcast. Until next week, when we take our next deep dive. Thank you.